0: The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. (laughs) Did you hear that? Welcome to Sam
1: and Sis Podcast. A very uh, special and unique episode today as I'm talking to my mother. Yes, my madre, the lady who helped bring me into this world. Uh, My mom has had an interesting life with jobs and her jobs started when she was younger. Take us through that, mom. Uh, Tell us about your younger days uh, when you kind of got practice being a mom before you were a mom.
0: Well, I started when I was about 10 years old. I had one little sister, and the next year I had two little sisters, and I kind of became their second mother. And so I took care of them, and then sometimes I'd babysit for other family members. And one time I was, when I was 11, I was babysitting for 10 children at one time, but it was just for a few hours. And I helped mom work in the garden, and I helped take care of the farm animals, and I helped move lots of heavy furniture and stuff. We moved a lot when I was a kid, so I helped a lot with that. It was just kind of a busy time, and that led into high school, where I kind of babysat for people other than family while I was still in high school. That was pretty much my high school job.
1: So after that, you worked, uh, after you got married, you worked at uh, Holiday Inn, you worked at Ordnance Plant. You you take us from uh, where you want to go.
0: My first real job away from home was uh, working at the onion ring factory. And I started out as a separator. You separate the onion rings, then they go through the breading machine, they go down the end and get packed into boxes. Well, I quickly moved up to packing. And in order to be a good packer, you had to be able to pack the box within one onion ring of two pounds, and you had to be able to do that just by feel. Wow. So you had to be able to tell for sure, and I, w- I learned that real quick, and I, I got pretty good at that. Then my next job was working at the ordnance plant, and I worked there when I met your dad. What did uh, they do? Well, they made bombs for the Vietnam War, and the ones we were making were 750 pounds, and I was only 18 when I started, and my first job was putting uh, rods of TNT into the bombs. And I'd stand on a balcony, and they'd pull the cart up with four bombs in there, and you'd put, I think it was five bo- uh, five rods into this melted tritonol that was 280 or 290 degrees. And then I moved up to moving the carts with the four 750-pound pound bombs on them from one room to the next. And I had to move them... I had a partner, had to move them just a little bit at a time so that they could put the hose down in the bombs and fill the bombs up with this 280 degree tritonol. These things well, weighed
1: 700 pounds and you were less than 100 pounds probably.
0: Yes, and the cart that they were in was extremely heavy. It was very heavy steel She's... and had heavy steel wheels. and So here I am, 100 pounder, pulling these huh. big carts around. But the lady who was doing it had two shorter hose on there wasn't supposed to do that but it made it easier for her to move the hose from one bomb to the next and while I was filling out it was my job to fill out the date and the time on each cart while I was doing that the cart moved just a little bit and the hose came out of the bomb and sprayed me all over the face and my neck I jumped down off of there and my friend took me over to the faucet and started splashing cold water on me while we waited for the ambulance from the Ordnance plant, which wasn't really an ambulance, it was a car.
1: So you got burned, and how
0: hot was this stuff again? 200 and, about 280 to 190 degrees mm. and it's real thick and it just sticks to you and it cools on the outside but it keeps burning on the inside. So my friend was splashing water on me and they quickly loaded me up and took me to the nurse's station where the nurse was peeling this off of my face and my neck so that it didn't continue to burn into my skin. And I had only been married, dad and I had been married four days at that time.
1: Jeez.
0: So that was kind of a rough start. Well, I remember- You worked at the plant too, right? Not at that not, time. Not at that time, okay. Not at that okay. time, no. Um, so the ambulance from the hospital came to get me. And I, I had a out of body experience. I was, it was like I was up by the ceiling and I was watching myself as they loaded me onto the gurney and took me through the halls and out to the ambulance. I wasn't afraid and I really didn't even feel any pain. And I thought, well, this is really strange. It's kind of like watching myself on TV.
1: Yeah.
0: It's really weird. But we lived in Aurora at the time and your dad drove from Aurora, got his mom and drove from Aurora and it's like 19 miles and he got there in about 20 minutes. I think he must have been flying. Mm-hmm. He actually got the hospital before I did.
1: Grandma was a nurse, is that what he brought her? She was yeah. a nurse mm-hmm.
0: and so he brought her along too. So that was a that was not a fun job. And after I healed, I was in the hospital for six weeks, which is kind of hard. Um, our honeymoon was one day in a, in a holiday in North Platte and then six weeks in the hospital. So that was kind of tough. Well, then I didn't want to go back to work there after I got burned. So when I healed, I went to work at Holiday Inn and I was a desk clerk. I loved that job. That was uh, interesting and I was really good at it. I got the first employee of the month award when I worked there. But uh, the boss was a little difficult for people to get along with. So I left there and then we moved to Aurora I went to work at Ken's Motel and I cleaned motel rooms from about seven o'clock in the morning till oh mid afternoon for thirty days straight. And I thought this is not too much fun. So
1: Yeah, no days off. Once.
0: No, no days off. So I quit that. And I went to work at the pickle factory and my sister worked there at the same time. Same one that Peter Piper worked at? <laughs> No, we did have one other girl that worked. There were three of us, and okay. we packed we packed every kind of pickle there was, from olives and relish to from pints to gallon jars. Huh? It, it was pretty hard work. It was a lot of lifting, and
1: what town was that in?
0: In here in Aurora. Okay. Mhm. Yeah, that was an that was an interesting job. It was pretty hard on the on the feet and the back and the legs. And sure. And after that, um, Dad and I. Went to work for Earl Hammond, and he was the known as the Hams Beer Man. He had the commercials with the Hams Bear and the and the Hams Beer and the Kodiak
1: the, Bear is what
0: a yes yeah yeah, yeah he was in really a, a boat, yeah. really really big. His name was Shasta. Hmm. He actually lived in their house with him. Wow. Yeah, he lived in the basement, at, part of the time, and so that was an interesting job because we had a. Uh, arctic animal exhibit and we went from one place to another with these animals and had to take care of them. We worked from 7 in the morning to about midnight feeding and cleaning the cages and keep keeping people from sticking their little hand, kids' hands into the cages. We had a polar bear named Clyde. We had a polar bear named Clyde and he thought he was your dad's baby and he didn't want to be away from dad at all. So every time dad would leave to go eat or something like that he would pace back and forth in his in his cage and then he'd lay down and he'd put his head on his paws and he'd kind of go to sleep but he'd always kind of sleep with one eye open every so often he'd look to see if dad was back (laughs) (laughs) and when we'd go from place to place we'd put him in the back of the pickup and we drove a big truck behind there and he if he couldn't stand to see that truck that we were in get out of his line of vision if it did he'd start pacing back and forth in the truck and rocking the the pickup that he was in until we could catch up behind him and he could see dad again. Yeah. He, he was very attached to him. That's very funny. Yeah, we had a, Hila, a Himalayan Sun Bear too, which was quite a bit smaller. And you guys
1: toured all over the country, it wasn't just in the state, you did uh, different malls and stuff all over the
0: country. Yes, yeah, the first place we went was um, Illinois, I forgot the name of the town. And then we went from there to Chicago, we were in the Macy's department store. And I think we were on about the fifth floor, which is really strange to getting all those animals up the elevators and their carts. And yeah. the display was set up like igloos. Every one of the cages was shaped like an igloo painted white. And we had snow, and we had fences, and we had trees, Christmas trees with lights. And the little kids would come with their parents, and they'd go through these animals and look at all the animals, and then they'd have their picture taken with Santa Claus. So... It was a lot to setting it up and taking it down, besides taking care of the animals and cleaning and making sure everybody was happy and healthy. We had two um, timber wolves. Um, One was white and one was black, and they got to where I could feed them and scratch them behind their ears and through the cage. We also had a wolverine, and when we first got her, that was the scariest animal I've ever seen in my life. She was in a cage where we couldn't really see her, and she was hissing and growling and the most horrendous sound you ever heard, it was really scary. But we didn't have her more than a month or so, and she was eating out of my hands. She was. We got to be really good friends, her and I. We had caribou, we had uh, penguins. We had a little pool for them and little steps that they would go up, and then they'd slide down a slide into the pool, and people got a lot of a a kick. yeah, got a lot of kick out of them. <laughs> they were they were they were not smart. They were really kind yeah. of kind of dumb animals, but they were fun. We had Siberian husky puppies. And uh, when we were in Chicago, um, we stayed in this big hotel, and the train, the L train or whatever they call it, went right outside our room. Well, that night that we stayed, that one night that we stayed there, there was a shooting in the room up above us, and somebody was murdered. <laughs> that wow. was that was kind of interesting.
1: We're on the same & Says podcast. We're talking to my mom about her interesting uh, careers she's had, and we're talking about wild animals when they worked for Earl Hammond. And you said when you started, Earl gave you a book that was kind of helpful about Arctic animals.
0: Yeah, he did, and I read the whole book, and I pretty much memorized it, and I was very shy when I first started working for them. I wasn't very good at talking to strangers or anything like that, but people would come with questions, and so I was able to answer those questions by the knowledge I gained from reading this book and, of course, my experience with the animals. So that was, that was a, an icebreaker for me, and I think I gained a lot of confidence in myself as far as talking to people that I didn't know, it kind of gave me a basis to get going. We went to Winnipeg, Canada one time and that was really interesting. And uh, we met, uh, oh, um, he was a singer. Trailers for saying Yeah, right. R- Roger. I can't
1: think of his name either. Can't
0: think of his name. But anyway, he was there and he was really nice and he was very interested in the animals. And the harmonic cats were there. And then we met a, a little boy from uh, Canada and we had our picture taken with him because he he just took a shine to us. Hmm. And we were also on, a, I was on a TV uh, program there in Canada too, talking about the Siberian Husky puppies that we had and the other animals. Roger but, Miller. That was his name. Roger Miller, yeah. Thank you. So that was our my first or only experience about being on TV. That's cool. That was interesting. So why did
1: you guys stop doing that job then?
0: It was so hard. I mean, we had to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning, have all the cages cleaned and all the animals fed. And it was a big, big job. And that was before these places would open and people would start coming. Sometimes they would start coming at 8 o'clock in the morning. So sometimes we had to be there at 6 o'clock. And we never got out of there until at least midnight. And it was seven days a week you know, all the time. You couldn't get away from it, and it, it got, it was interesting, but it got very, very tiring. So, Dad wanted to do something different, so we moved back to Grand Island, and then I had one of my most fun jobs of delivering flowers, and people were always happy to see you when they're getting flowers, yeah, yeah. so that was years. fun. Yeah, I got to drive around, be on my own, I could pick my own schedule, my own route, however I wanted to go with the flowers. I learned about a lot about flowers then, too. After you still that, like he love flowers. Oh, I do, yes. and birds. After that, I cleaned houses. um the first one of the first houses that I cleaned had seven bedrooms, eight bathrooms, and a huge swimming pool in the middle of the house. Oh. So that was interesting. Wow. Then I cleaned for a lawyer who later became a a judge, and they had an autistic child. And I learned a lot from that job about autism because this poor little child couldn't communicate with anyone at all. I'd never experienced anything like that before, so I learned a lot about that. And then I cleaned for our doctor, and I cleaned for him until I became a mother. By that time, we had been married eight years. Yeah. So.
1: Wow. And then brother came along, and then me two years after that. Yeah. And that, you said, has been your fun and favorite job, most favoriteest.
0: It was the most difficult. It was the most fun it was the most demanding but it was the most rewarding i've never ever regretted being a mother when i first became a mother i felt like i knew what god put me on this earth to do i always wondered when i was in high school what would i be and when i was in my 20s i thought why am i here what am i supposed to do but the moment i became a mom i knew exactly why i was on this earth and it was the most fulfilling wonderful job anybody can ask for and now I'm a grandparent which is super duper too
1: now you get to spoil them send them with sugar and send them home
0: (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly the kids are so much fun and they're so lovable and they're just it's just so fulfilling and they have so much to learn and you're sort of a teacher of sorts when you're a mom because you're teaching them all kinds of things more things than what they would learn in school
1: I think it's funny how their minds work it is. Just the things that they ponder. You can see the wheels turning, and yep. then the thing that comes out of their mouth next is usually pretty funny.
0: And when you're with kids, you're experiencing things in life almost for the first time, because it's their first time. It's the first, like the first time Aaron saw the elephant. And he had seen elephants in a picture book, but they were only a few inches tall. So when we took him to see the elephant, he saw this thing as big as a building, and it was moving, and it really scared me went <laughs> between my legs and kind of hid from it and peeked oh, no. out. <laughs> so things like that are just, you know, everything is new and and different and exciting when you're with kids and they're learning and they're having new experiences.
1: Yeah, and you said it's difficult. You know, we moved a lot too, and you always had to pack up kids, but you were always home. You know, if we needed a ride from school or we came home sick, uh, you were there. Um, you know, Dad continued on working as well, but... It's uh, you know, as you said, it was a tough job. I think you did an awesome job. I mean, look at me, you know. Come on. So.
0: <laughs> I know I did an awesome job. I got two of the greatest sons on earth,
1: well.
0: and two of the most beautiful, wonderful granddaughters that ever lived. So. There you go. <laughs> I'm a lucky gal.
1: Exactly, and even even uh, your younger siblings thank you for help having a hand in raising them. So.
0: Yes, my youngest sister always sends me a Mother's Day card because she says you were my second mother, and and we're very very close. That's good to have.
1: Yeah. Well, we've been talking to my mom uh, about uh, her job experience uh, throughout her life, and now her job is to be grandma. She still cleans and, and probably at a speed she shouldn't, but she does. And I have to ground her every once in a while, but it doesn't work. <laughs> but nonetheless, she's my mom, and I love her, and I wanted to play this for Mother's Day on the Salmon Says Podcast. I think that's wonderful.
0: Thank
1: you. Salmon Says podcast. Copyright 2021 is Salmon Says Media.